You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Unnecessary things or, or uh, going on back then. In, especially in the South, you know, with lynchings and, you know, things like that. Don't see that type of racism much anymore. And so now it, it, it's all about, uh, you know, social justice, something that the um, just have to come together with, with something like this. This is it's sometimes it gets kind of hard to talk about uh, because it, it collectively it, 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 this has to be done by everyone. You hear them talk, uh, Donovan talking about our white counterparts. I mean, it, it, you just can't be silent anymore. You, 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 yeah, you speak up and, and, you know, when something is, is happening around you that you don't like and, and if you're uncomfortable with it, then that's, you know, that's for the most part, that's too bad. But it's, this is a different type of movement than what it was back in the 60s, but this is good. We saw Colin Kaepernick get completely taken out of the NFL because he took a stand. Correct. So, Craig Hodges would claim the same happened to him in the NBA. Mahmoud Abdul-Roof would claim the same happened to him in the NBA. Yes. How remarkable is it for you to see the players freely being able to make these comments and make these stands? The difference now is that players have more power. Uh, they have more strength as far as uh, um, uh, this movement is concerned uh, because of um, uh, the number of people of color in, in the league. Uh, and... and even though you hear so many people say that, you know, we got a long way to go, we have come a long ways as far as, you know, being able to speak up and speak out and, 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 and do some of the things that, that have been done. But uh, to me, it, it's, it's, it's still something that will go on for, for throughout my lifetime, that, that's for sure. When will something, when, when will it change? I mean, when will it get to the part where um, uh, everything is equal and everyone's thinking, thinking the same way? Uh, you can see the millennials now are different than the, the guys that, that I grew up with, or maybe even you, you know, and I know you're a few, you're a few years younger anyway, but the millennials now are a lot different as far as, uh, you know, seeing what's going on than it was back then. Well, it's an interesting time. It's been wonderful to see our players show their ability to express themselves and be well thought out. Quinn Snyder and the crew has really made sure that everyone's well read and well informed on all of the things. We play basketball tonight, Jazz and the Thunder. The Utah Jazz season started 282 days ago at Vivint Smart Home Arena as they took on the Oklahoma City Thunder in one of the most anticipated seasons in Jazz history. And Donovan Mitchell was clutch late, sending everyone home happy. Donovan puts the pedal down, drives all the way to the window, scoops with the left hand and scores it. Then 143 days ago, the Thunder and Jazz would meet again, but it wouldn't happen. The NBA would stop. The players are leaving the floor, going to the locker room for league confirmation to start the game. On 
Thursday, the Jazz returned to the hardwood in the bubble in Orlando. Donovan Mitchell was just as clutch in an opener. Donovan driving, sees favors, big steps, double clutches, off the window and in. There were strings attached to his shoulders that kept him up for the extra second so he could get it off. And the Jazz on a first lead since 23-21. So today, we try again with the Jazz and the Thunder from Orlando. Tip-off is now. Well, Ron, usually you say what you're looking for. And if you think back on the 11th of March, we actually had done that part of the broadcast. You gave us what you were looking for. That's how close we were to tipping off a basketball game. We had finished every single one of our elements on March 11th in Oklahoma City when all of a sudden Denny Stark ran out onto the floor and talked to the officials. I mean... You have been asked as much as I, well, you've probably interacted with less people than I have, but um, I mean, everywhere we go, we get asked, what was that like? What do you, what do you answer the question when people well, ask it, about it? It was awfully it's puzzling because from where we broadcast, we, we saw, was it the doctor or yeah. whatever representative was run out on the floor and it was like, you know, he's going to disrupt what's going on and, and usually don't see anything like that. And then all of a sudden they call the coaches over and they huddle up. And the concern look on the on the coach's faces was uh, what's what's what stands out right now, uh, because you know something big was about to happen. And uh, being a part of basketball as long as I've been a part of it, never seen anything like that in 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 my life. But here we go. Well, we've taken a step more because Scott Foster is about to throw the ball in the air, and we are underway with the Thunder and the Jazz, except for the fact that the jump ball has been ruled invalid. So we'll have to do it again, which might be only appropriate for these tubes as they try to start. Scott Foster, who called the Lakers-Clippers game. The officials are in the bubble in Orlando as well. Uh, Scott Foster is leading the very heavy-duty, serious pickleball tournament amongst the officials right now. All right, Oklahoma City with the basketball. Their leading scorer is Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, and... Then Dennis Schroeder off the bench, all averaging nearly 20. Chris Paul in the lane, gets it knocked away and stolen by Rudy Gobert. The big defensive, two-time defensive player of the year makes the play early. Here come the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell with a right-hand drive, bounces off the kneecap of Rudy Gobert for a turnover there the other way. Dort to the front court. Big, physical, strong, non-offensive player who will have the matchup on Donovan defensively, but should give Donovan much of the night off the other way. Donovan driving, pass out to Steven Adams for an awkward seven-footer on the right baseline. It's no good. And the Jazz come up to the front court, sitting fourth in the West. With a win today, they'll move to third after Denver lost to Miami. Floating to the basket is Donovan, lobs it up too hard off the handle, and no one's put any points on the board yet as Gallinari clears for the Thunder. Thunder in bright orange uniform. Steven Adams drop steps on Royce O'Neal in what seems to be a mismatch, but he travels. Jazz picking up whoever's in their area. They know that the... the Thunder likes to run. I mean, they like transition as well as they as they do in the half court. And so it looked like Royce O'Neal got mismatched there on, on Adam, Stephen Adams. Conley driving. Underhand scoop at the rim. No good. Offensive rebound O'Neal. Throws it back out. Joe Ingles wide open three. And he misses it. So no one is making shots here early. Chris Paul works the left side of the floor. Weaving underneath. Trying to stay in the middle of the floor. Jazz would rather have the ball be on the sides. Bounce pass by Gilgis Alexander to a rattling Gallinari who's fouled and dunks it. So that pick and roll was right there in the middle of the floor. And Jazz got confused. 
I mean, you see Joe Ingles stays with Chris Paul, and Donovan Mitchell didn't release. Earlier tonight, the Heat beat the Nuggets 125-105. to 3-0, Gallinari makes the free throw. And the Jazz looking for their first field goal. Royce O'Neal, free throw line extended, finds the rolling Rudy Gobert on that Rudy play where they swing to the wing. Rudy comes straight down the side of the lane, catches and lays it up and in. Here's Gilgis Alexander. He'll try to score early. Chris Paul will run the offense late. Gilgis Alexander penetrates the lane. They now pass out, swing around the outside for a three that's no good. And the Jazz bring it back up the other way. 3-2. Bounce pass Rudy sliding by Adams. Misses the layup. Chris Paul to the front court. Crafty as always. He'll just stop and pop for three and hit it. We got a whistle and a foul. Steven Adams went down. And a foul called on Rudy Gobert, I think, as Adams went down. Are we, are, are we getting no effects right now? We're getting a little bit. Just, boy, it's quiet in there. Ron, do you think it is an advantage or a disadvantage to having played a regular season game already? The Jazz have. The Thunder have not. Yeah, it's an advantage. Um, and, you know, hopefully the Jazz can get things going. They've had the looks and everything they want offensively. They've had those looks. They just haven't been able to knock them down yet. 7-2, Thunder. Mike Conley at the top. Left wing, Ingles, free throw line extended, comes down the baseline, drives on Chris Paul, gets by him, lays it up and in. This is the versatility the Jazz have with their multiple ball handlers to try to find the matchups they want. Gilgis Alexander, Chris Paul, not great on the ball defenders. Both are pretty good passing lanes. Kind of those type of defenders will impact things. Lob down low to Gallinari, tight roping the sideline baseline. He brings it out to the sideline. 6'11", out of Italy. Wears number eight because he was born on August 8th and he banks home a three on the right side. 10-4. That shouldn't count, especially from that angle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poorly shot ball for release anyway and end up going in. Jazz and Thunder have played twice already this year. They split. Both games were in Salt Lake City. Conley, three ball, right wing mm -hmm. is good. And it's a 10-7 game. That's your mm -hmm. Mountain America Credit Union. Three-point shot, $50 donated to the Utah, excuse me, to the Huntsman Cancer Research Institute, courtesy of MACU.com. Gallinari drives, misses the layup. Offensive rebound, Adams. He tries a no-look pass to Gallinari. It's knocked away by Gobert, picked up by Ingles. Jazz down by three with 8.28 left here in the first. You know what I'm seeing, David? A lot of unusual haircuts because of the bubble. Yeah, the guys all look <laughs> a little different, don't they? Yeah. Donovan driving on Adams in the lane, gets by Gallinari, puts it high off the glass and in. Donovan Mitchell. 10-9. See, this, this early pick and roll, I mean, to the point where it's the transition, where they, the pick and roll in transition is uh, something they do very, very well, especially with Chris Paul. And the Jazz, Thunder looking a little sloppy here early. Turn it over again. 10-8, 10-9, Thunder by one. Ingles comes around the left hand, goes behind his back, swings it to O'Neal, resets Joe, guarded by Chris Paul. Jazz are running everything at Chris Paul right now. Ingles playing games with Chris Paul. Gobert catches, passes out to Conley, rotates to Donovan. He drives, tries an underhand scoop. Adams swats it straight down. And we have a 
Shot clock violation on the Jazz before the Thunder could come the other direction. So interesting to watch, Ron. I went back and re-watched that final eight or nine minutes the other night when the Jazz came back against the Pelicans. Only in the final possession when they had to did the Jazz go up against Drew Holiday. I mean, they just found Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball had a terrible defensive game. Um, and you're seeing the same thing here, that Dort is their best defensive player. He's on Donovan, and we're going to make Chris Paul work early and often instead. Well, that's the coaching. I mean, that's why you have such great coaching in this league. Gilgis Alexander, an off-the-bounce three left side. That is not his strength. And the Thunder have hit a few wild shots here early to take a 13-9 lead. Well, they got three three-point field goals made here early in this quarter. One's a banker, and the other's mm -hmm. a Gilgis Alexander off-the-bounce shot. He doesn't make often. He's guarding Conley. Conley gets in the lane, stops at the dotted line, holds his pivot foot and flares it out to Donovan. Donovan crosses over Dort, literally spins him around, now works to the left side for a pull-up jumper, no good. Dort gave Donovan a really hard time in the last matchup. Donovan did not have a lot of success against him. Gilgis Alexander, left side, working behind his back, the second-year player traded in the Chris Paul trade. Great pickup by Sam Presti in the Thunder. Left wing Gallinari, jabs left, goes right, that's illegal, and he travels. David Locke along with Ron Boone, we're coming to you from Vivint Smart Home Arena. While the Jazz are in the bubble in Orlando, we're happy to be with you. As the Jazz playing their second game, they won their first, and so far, Dallas losing last night, probably what the Jazz are hoping to have happen as we kind of play these seeding games, trying to determine what you want. We have a timeout on the floor, though, and the first timeout of the night with 6.42 left in the first quarter. It's the Thunder 13 and the Jazz 9 on the Jazz Radio Network.
Utah Jazz Sound Flash. Quinn Snyder. The biggest difference between our guards and theirs is they're really good at attacking mid-range. And, you know, I want to keep our guys spaced and, and shooting threes. So it makes it even more important for us to stay in front of them. And particularly if we don't get back in transition, they're all very good at getting to the rim. We talked a lot about absolutes, us getting back in transition, keeping the guys out of the paint, and us rotating. Those are big things that we're concentrating on. Quinn Snyder, Jordan Clarkson, your new skin jazz sound flash. New skin proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz New Skin. Discover the best of you. Thunder 13, Jazz 9. Donovan Mitchell, one for four here early. Donovan Mitchell kind of had his way with Terrence Ferguson in the first matchup, and in the second matchup, shot just 32% when guarded by Dort. So it'll be interesting to see if Donovan can find a game going against the big physical rookie out of Arizona State, Conley. Driving left side on Gilgis Alexander, passes over the top of Royce O'Neal. Loose ball, picked up by Chris Ball, turnover on the Jazz. Long outlet to Gallinari, right wing. Gallo on a pick and roll with Steven Adams, and Royce O'Neal picks up the foul. That is... That is a unique play when you can put the six foot ten Gallinari into a pick and roll with a seven footer like Stephen Adams. Exactly, and it's even more dangerous when they put it in with, a, with a, one of our smaller guards. Adams sets a great pick. Boy, that would be a player that you would love to play against because he can just—I mean, he puts a body on. He, he, he makes you—he really makes you. Um, have to go off him real strong. Now, is that two fouls on O'Neal? He's staying in the ball game. Royce O'Neal has two fouls and stays in the game. Emmanuel Moutier with a tough opener in the restart. Comes in. Dort left side. Takes a rare shot. Misses it. And the rebound comes out to Moutier. Clarkson in the game as well for the Jazz. Maybe some slight rotational changes tonight. We'll see. Left side, O'Neal tries to go and catch, but forgot the catch part. Goes back to get it. Gives it back to Moutier at the top. Comes off a Gobert pick. Snakes underneath. Passes a poor pass. It's a turnover by Dort. Dort with a steal going the rest of the way. He misses the layup. Moutier overruns the rebound and a layup by Gallinari. The Jazz want to play fast. That means they want to get early three-point shots, David. And, and right now, the Jazz with only three, two three-point shot attempts. Well, they are not playing fast. These Neither of these two teams do. Jazz and the Thunder are two of the three teams that have the least amount of possessions in transition. So it'll be a... Half-court game for the most part as Clarkson misses a three on the right side. And this is a team I, don't, I would, would not like to see Jazz have to play a, a catch-up game. Jazz down 15-9. to nine. You're absolutely right, Ron. They do not lose a lot of leads. They're the best clutch team in the lead. And the Jazz are now down 17-9 to nine as Chris Paul works into the mid-range. Thunder have only lost three games all year They tri that they led going into the fourth quarter, Ron. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, the Jazz 26-11 and 11 in games within five points and... And the Thunder are actually better, believe it or not. 29 and 13. Three ball by Donovan Mitchell's no good. Jazz are not moving the basketball and have no offensive rhythm right now. They're four of 12. Here comes Chris Paul attacking. Passes out to the wing. Drive to the basket, hanging in the air, kicking it back out. Dort for three. No good. Rebound comes down to Clarkson. Clarkson, loose dribble. Chris Paul swiping at it. The six-time steals champion knocks it away, but it rolls to O'Neal. Right corner, Moutier, no movement. Moutier drives into three defenders, keeps the dribble alive, flares it up to Royce. Straight away down the barrel, three, no good. Royce much better from the corners. Jazz are now four of 13. Gallinari, transition three, good. Timeout, Quinn Snyder. Jazz down 17 to nine. Or excuse me, 20 to nine. That is a six to nothing run 
or seven nothing run since the last time out. Jazz down by 11 on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz play-by-play proudly presented by Golden West Credit Union. Right now at Golden West Credit Union, get up home equity loan of .99 APR fixed. Well, that's a home equity line of credit, actually, for up to 11 months. Apply only at GWCU.org. Well, Ron, we took a little break after March 11th. You might have been aware of that. Yeah. So we think it might be good to remind Jazz fans of some of the things that they might have forgot. First trade since the Russell Westbrook deal uh, for Chris Paul back in, in July. Dante Exum and a couple of second round picks head to Cleveland for Jordan Clarkson, who goes to the Jazz. Uh, Utah hopes he can boost their bench a little bit. Clarkson will go one-on-one on Lillard. Fading away, left side mid-range jumper, rattles around and in. First shot of the night for Jordan Clarkson, wearing double zero is up and in. Clarkson surveys the scene, gets a pick from Bradley. Comes off the pick, as he often will. Fakes the pass, drives to the basket. Left-hander off the window and in. He's not bashful. In seven minutes, he's taken six shots. Right side to Clarkson. One on the shot clock. Fires the three and hits. I think he's a guy that really likes to play. And coupled with his talent offensively, I think that he's a guy that, although he can score, he's also thinking about his teammates. And, you know, he's thrown himself into what we're doing. And I think, you know, everybody respects that. And, you know, we're happy that he's with us. That is our look back. And and since then, we've learned that he can shotgun beers, which we just didn't know. And without the Orlando <laughs> bubble, we would have never known that that was a skill. Takes you right back to your college days, huh? I did nothing of the sort. Yeah, okay. Donovan no, Mitchell drives did. the lane. Underhand scoop is goaltended. Donovan's got four. Jazz end a 10-0 run and are trailing by the score of 20-11 to 11 now as Shea Gilgis-Alexander goes right side and a reach-in foul on the Jazz. Jazz have gone to the bench. Clarkson, Moutier, Niang in the ballgame. Gobert and Mitchell staying out together. Jazz have struggled this year when Donovan has been on the floor without Joe Ingles or Mike Conley. Now, more often than not, that's also been without Rudy Gobert. So it's just a chance to develop this lineup. But it's one that the Jazz are going to have to take care of. And the Jazz injury report presented by University of Utah Health. Taking care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz is... 
Boyan Bogdanovich out with a wrist injury. And that's why all these things are new. And the Jazz trying to find 31 minutes a night that Boyan was giving them. Moutier's in right now. He's really the one picking up most of those minutes. Bad pass left wing to Gobert. Forced him all the way outside the three-point line, which really disrupts the angles on this play. Donovan driving, bounces it down low to Rudy. Everyone's too crowded. Donovan gets it back. Four on the shot clock. Working Schroeder. Drives the baseline. Throws a terrible pass inside. Turnover on Utah. No way he was catching that. Transition three. Schroeder, no good. Rebound Moutier. Schroeder and Gilgis Alexander will want the early offense, and then Chris Paul, when he's in the game, will take the longer offense. Here comes Clarkson driving in the lane. Puts up a little floater. No good. Nice offensive rebound. Rudy working his way back around Erlin's Noel, and he's fouled. He'll get two free throws. We get the feeling that Rudy's going to spend, if he doesn't get in foul trouble, he's going to spend a lot of time on the floor tonight. This afternoon, rather. It is optimum conditions to play basketball. You're not traveling. You're getting plenty of rest. You're playing every other day, which is what players have as their peak performance. And the question will be, does that mean you can extend the, the load on these players a little bit? Gobert misses the first free throw. He did not miss them late in the game the other night. Jazz down 21 to 11 to the Thunder. Vivint Smart Home. Home is everything. Gobert's second free throw. No good as well. 21 to 11. Are the Jazz emotionally spent? Having been through a game already where the Thunder are fresh, little bubble intricacies, we have no idea. Driving in the lane is Gilgis Alexander, throws up an air ball. Rudy impacted that. Rebound comes down to Moutier. Moutier on the run. Moutier on the left side. Moutier loose with the dribble. Moutier keeps it alive, flares it back out up top to Donovan. No advantage made. Play restarts with 10 on the clock. Donovan off a high pick. Snakes underneath Rudy, then drives, lobs too high for Rudy. Recollects, comes up the reverse side and scores it. Donovan seeming to be making a more concerted effort to get Rudy Gobert the ball. Well, when he, if he gets that late and he's at the center on him, he's doing the right thing, just throw it up around the rim and Rudy can go get it. I'm, I was glad to see Rudy try, catch the basketball and then try to finish. Gilgis Alexander driving left side of the lane. Long arm scoops out the right hand on using the rim as a defender and finds a way to lay it up and in. Jazz come back down the other way. And Rudy Gobert dunks on a George Niang give. And Rudy's got an early six. Jazz are down 23-15. Gilgis Alexander has a 6-11 reach, and we just saw all of it on that previous layup. Yeah, he was on one side of the basket and comes underneath with the, with, with the right hand on the opposite side and was able to score around Rudy, not over Rudy. That was around him. Schroeder at the top. Schroeder, guarded by Niang, crosses him over, head bobs, and a foul called on the Thunder. Ron, it looks like it might be a virtual sellout of Thunder fans on their Microsoft team. I might have seen an empty shot or two, seat or two, but otherwise it looks like a virtual sellout inside the Orlando bubble. That is really unique and, well, for the most part, totally awesome. This whole production. Yeah. Ben Golliver, Washington Post, and I have talked a bunch. He's there. He's reported Conley skits to the lane. Nerlens Noel blocks it. Here comes Baisley. Baisley driving to the basket and lays it awkwardly up and in. And it's 25-15 Thunder. Thunder are probably the hottest team in the league. 
They have only lost two games all year to teams that are not playoff teams. It's kind well, of an incredible number. Before the stoppage there on, in, in, in March, they had won eight of ten. And you know, so they were really coming on strong at that point. They started the year 11 and 14. Then they went on to win nine of ten. Then they won nine of ten again. And they are 29 and 10 since December 14th. Conley gives it out to the wing to Ingles. Driving in the lane, cut off by Noel. Out to Niang for an open three short. Offensive rebound, Clarkson. Beautiful head fake and a dribble, but then Noel goes up and blocks another one. Nerlens Noel, an early draft pick by the 76ers. One point thought to be the number one pick in the draft, showing those skills right here. And Chris Paul swings through, draws a foul on Jordan Clarkson with the Jazz in the penalty. That'll be free throws for Chris Paul, and he only does that, Ron, when you're in the penalty, and he knows he gets to go to the line. He in the Jordan penalty, and, and when he sees you're, you're sticking that hand out there, you know, you, you, even though you're in a defensive position, he's still smart enough to take it underneath your arm. Eight-time All-Star, nine-time All-Defensive player, players head of the union. Maybe this is as important a job as he's had in his 15-year career. Both free throws are good for Chris Paul. It's 27-15 Thunder. Conley comes to the front court. Mike's one for three today. Jazz are one of six from three. Jazz having a hard time getting their passes where they want them. Every play's angles have been disrupted by the overplaying Thunder. Tony Bradley sets a pick for Mike Conley. Rolls to his right, lobs it to Bradley. Bradley misses the one-footer. Boy, Chris Paul had his body underneath the legs there of Tony Bradley, and I'm sure that took his concentration off from, from finishing that. Eight seconds left in the quarter. Schroeder working on Mike Conley. High right-hand dribble to the window. Goal tended by Bradley. And the Jazz trail, 29-15. to 15. Thunder shooting 56%, Jazz 33%. Two point seven seconds left. Inbound comes to Conley. Half court shot. Woo! Swirled around and out. First quarter comes to an end. Verizon, the network where more people rely on, gives you more like unlimited plans for your family to mix, match, and save. Now everyone gets what they need without paying for what they don't. Jeff Watkinson, Jazz assistant coach, joins us. We come back. Jazz down 29-15 at the end of one on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz are down 29 to 15 as we start the second quarter of action. The Thunder defense, really the most impactful aspect. Ron, what are you seeing what the Thunder defense is doing to the Jazz? Well, I think they're pushing us out on the floor and and we, and, and not letting us get into our offense. And and you know that that's not good. Uh, they're long uh, and. We just, we're not handling their defense very good right now, and they're keeping us from running for the most part because we're not able to get out and shoot some threes. Thunder closed on a 19-6 run, mm. and Oklahoma City had 10 fast mm. break points mm. in that quarter. John Kiefer's working as our statistician. Did these uh, 
socially distanced at home. Amanda Smith in the studio working with Austin Horton. Jeff Watkinson joins us now. Jeff, thanks for the time. Uh, we were just talking about how they're seemingly pushing kind of every play off its correct angle and nothing's right where it's supposed to be for the Jazz right now. What are they doing defensively and how are they doing that? Yeah, they've been really aggressive, really aggressive with our handoffs and cutters. Um, and they're doing a great job of shifting. They're shifting off of our shooters. I feel like we're playing in a crowd all all first quarter. And is is there a good way to combat that? Uh, spacing. Um, clear out of side. Maybe play a more clean corner where we've got the ball handler and the uh, screener on one side. Give the ball handler a little bit more space to work. See that in that first possession, it looked like we came out of the timeout with that idea. And allowed George Niang to hit a three. 29 to 18. Here's Dennis Schroeder, high arcing mid range jumper over Mike Conley is up and in. It's 31 18. What'd you see defensively in that first quarter of the game? Um, you, know, you know, Gallinari hit a couple tough shots. Chris Paul just controls the game, doesn't he? Sure does. I, I thought early, we, you felt our. Uh, Putting pressure on him. We turned him over five times in the first couple minutes of the game. Um, and then they just got comfortable playing in transition off of our misses. Coach, we're having a little bit of a feedback technical issue with your phone, so we'll let you go earlier today than usual and uh, check back in with you when we play the Lakers on Monday. 31-18, Jazz down 13. Here's Dennis Schroeder working in the lane with a blue headband and a blue sleeve on his right leg as he crosses over Mike Conley and shoves off and that's an offensive foul that's the second on Schroeder tonight you know he's there play he's there Clarkson for the Oklahoma City gr- Thunder coming great off comparison. the bench. yeah I mean he's led them in scoring 57 of the 62 games that he's played in here's Conley one for four today had a tough opening night against the Thunder. Gives it off to Niang. His three's deep in the cup, but pops out. Remember that nightmare night for Mike Conley in the opener when the Jazz beat the Thunder? Here's Chris Paul weaving underneath. He's got Tony Bradley attached to him now. Pulls Bradley all the way out. Tony gets in a wide stance. Chris Paul tries to dive into Bradley. He won't bite. They reset him again. Crosses over, forgets the basketball, fades back with a wild shot that's an air ball. Nice work, Tony. It's a shot clock violation. Yeah. The best thing about that defensive possession there, he didn't go for the pump fake out on the three-point line there of Paul to the point where pick up a foul and then Paul will get three, three, three uh, free throws. Fact is, if you look at the numbers, Chris Paul's isolation numbers, not very good anymore. Chris Paul at the rim, non-existent anymore. There are signs after 15 years that the legs don't quite do what they did when you were your first year out of Wake Forest. Nice movement by the Jazz, swinging it around the outside. Clarkson gets a nice baseline drive. Noel comes over and alters another shot. Nerlens Noel is having a fabulous rim defensive game so far. Mm-hmm. Fast break coming hard to the basket for the Thunder, no good. Rebound grabbed by Noel and the, Jazz, the Thunder are just a step faster right now. Diallo with the miss on the open court layup. And no- Noel grabs the rebound. The foul's going to go on Tony Bradley. It is his first. 
Jazz had some ugly plus-minus numbers the other night when the bench came in the game for the first time, and unfortunately today does not seem to be a great deal different. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Jordan Clarkson, who had the worst plus-minus the other day, minus nine right now in eight minutes. Emmanuel Moutier was minus four in his five minutes. He's already been taken out. Tony Bradley's minus five in his four minutes. I think Clarkson right now is struggling with the length there of the, of the Thunder. Jazz swinging it around. Here's... Conley driving, comes around the reverse side and lays it up and in. Nifty move by Mike Conley as he got Nerlens Noel reaching about eight feet out, made it all the way to the basket. 32-20, Thunder by 12, 9.30 left in the second quarter. Ingles with a little round ball robbery, going back the other way, lays it up and in, and just brought the ladle. Never got any higher off the ground than a natural stride, and the ally looped it up and in. Well, he could feel the presence of Noel on his backside, that's for sure. 32-22. Chris Paul at the high pick and roll. Gets Bradley switched on him again. Clears out the side. Wants to work one-on-one -on -one into a pull-up mid-range jumper. Good. That's that's what Chris Paul can do now. That's, that's, it. that's the reason that they're the best in the league at the mid-range game as well. Joe Ingles. Good quick look. Right corner threes off the glass. No good. Noel rebounds. Outlets to Chris Paul. Mike Conley and Chris Paul have been battling for years. Memphis and New Orleans is where the rivalry started. Paul snakes underneath, kicks to the corner. Three ball comes from the wing, and it's up and in. And that's Diallo, the rookie. And the Thunder are up 15, 37-22. Chris Paul was a fourth-round pick in 2005. Fourth-round pick in 2007 was Conley. Coming bounce pass. Bradley to the rim, lays it up and in. Nice pocket pass by Mike Conley. And there's exactly what Jeff Watkinson said to us a moment ago, Ron. Playing with an empty side. They went to the two-man game over on the left side without anybody there. <laughs> Chris Paul just got knocked to the ground by Joe Ingles. Turned around to start yelling at Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles looked at him, and then all of a sudden Chris Paul retreated. You have rarely seen Chris Paul back off yelling at someone, but it just happened. Because he knew he flopped. Well, and he knew it was Joe Ingles. Yeah. Joe's either sweating a lot or didn't wear sunscreen while at the pool yesterday. Well, I'm going to say sunscreen. Yeah, no, that's clearly a sunburn. Jazz trying to keep the ball on the side of the floor. Thunder will want to get to the middle. Chris Paul... Always the one working back to the middle. Now it's Gilgis Alexander. Gives it out to Dort. Left side three is good. And the Thunder have hit six of ten from three and lead by 16, 40 to 24. They're getting to the middle of the floor, and then there's a back pick on the on the sideline there to spring them up for some three-point shots there. Got to be aware of that. Thunder, as Ron mentioned, had won eight of their last ten before mm -hmm. the break. And... They've got some combinations that make people believe they could be a threat in the playoffs. Well, that wasn't a bad, that was a pretty good trade that was made, even though they end up losing I, George. Donovan driving and draws the foul. I've talked to people around the Clippers who are probably the favorite in many ways right now to win the title, who think that was a great trade for Oklahoma City. And they're with the Clippers. Uh-huh. Well, I thought it was a great trade for both teams. But 
I think long in for well, yeah, long term, it's it's probably very very good for Oklahoma City. Gilgis Alexander's yeah. second year players, just a kid, 19 points, six rebounds, three so, assists. So when Chris Paul is done, and they could move Chris Paul in the offseason still, depending where they are as a franchise. They have some major majors. Donovan makes the first free throw. Financial problems in Oklahoma City. Really? So they're well, Aubrey McClendon, who was one of their very big money people, ended up committing suicide while driving his car full speed into a concrete wall while the FBI was investigating him for illegal money use, and he took that route instead. That's Chesapeake Energy, which is one of their major sponsors, and the, you know, the pandemic has had an impact on the oil industry as well. So Oklahoma City could have some some real financial issues as time goes on. And a three ball from the Thunder again. This one, it's Beasley. It's good and a foul on the rebound. What a flop. Well, Total flop. Watch this. Royce O'Neal puts a body bump into Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea Gilgis-Alexander goes down like, actually, it might not have been Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I apologize. I actually decided it was Gilgis Alexander, Ron. Here's why I thought I said that, just to share with everyone. Because I saw that there was a name that was on the bottom part of the jersey near the waist, a long name, and that's Gilgis Alexander. And I realized it might say Black Lives Matters, not Gilgis Alexander, <laughs> and it probably wasn't Gilgis Alexander. Uh, instead, it was Diallo who makes the free throw. So my fault. So they get a four-point play out of that. And they're up right. 18, 44-26 with 7-16 left. Clarkson on a tight curl. Gets to the elbow, takes up the jump shot, and hits it. Jordan's first of the night in five attempts or the afternoon. 44-28, and Gilgis, uh, excuse me, and yes, Gilgis Alexander throws the pass over the outstretched arms of Steven Adams. Jazz down by 16 with seven minutes to play. Donovan working the top, just two of six. Dort's guarding him. Swings it left side to Clarkson off a nice go bear pick. Buries the three. And Billy Donovan will take a timeout as the Jazz hit their third three of the game and have cut this down to 13. 44-31 Thunder on the Jazz Radio Network. Thunder 44, Jazz 31 here in the second quarter. Let's go on an NBA runaround. One game tonight's already done. The Miami Heat, the Denver Nuggets. 
Totter's going to dribble drive to the lane. Kick it out to Kelly for three. Another one. Kelly Olenek now with four trays. Four of six shooting for Kelly Olenek from beyond the arc. Even Duncan Robinson's doing a wow on the sideline right now. Miami will take that ball. Uh, Timeline and over, and they will call it an afternoon as Kendrick Nunn will just hold on to it. And what a nice victory for Miami as they come away a winner here this afternoon from Orlando. The final score, it's the Miami Heat 125 and the Denver Nuggets 105. That's Mike Ingles on the call at your NBA runaround brought to you by America First Credit Union. America First has the financial products and services you need to take care of your family, home, or business. Wherever you need, we're here to help. Visit AmericaFirst.com. Ron, that gets interesting. Miami, with the win, now spreads themselves out two game, two and a half games ahead of Indiana and Philadelphia. And the real question is, you know, who's going to be six? Boston a game and a half still ahead of Miami. Or who's getting Philadelphia? People still are just not entirely willing to put Philadelphia away as not being a threat. And it could be quite a battle, either Miami or Boston against Philadelphia in the first round. Moutier with a beautiful strip of Dort. Brings to the front court. Moutier in transition. Driving off balance. Big steps to the lane. He lays it up and in. Emmanuel Moutier with his first two. All Jazz players have scored, but Royce O'Neal tonight. So interesting about, I mean, wow. That's very bad. Very bad pick and roll defense. Leads to a Steven Adams layup. Um. So the idea of having this play-in was, was absolutely great. Well, I think you need this. And, frankly, there's seeding to be done. There's going to be some excitement. Denver's loss today matters a little bit. Jazz pull off a win here. They move to third. Clarkson driving. Kicks it out to Moutier. Right corner three for Emmanuel Moutier. Hits the front rim. And the rebound comes out to the Thunder. The Jazz are three of 12 from three. Thunder up by 13 with 5.46 left in the second quarter. Gilgis Alexander, their leading scorer, goes down low to Adams for a hook shot over Gobert. Probably not a more delightful person in the NBA than Steven Adams. In all the interviews done with players over the last few years. Tight curl by Clarkson in the lane, fades back, misses. Jordan's 2 of 7 today. Didn't have a good shooting opener, but got going in that third quarter and really... Change the tie of the game. Step back three for Gilgis Alexander. That's not his strength. He misses it. Adams diving to the ground, seemingly laying out of bounds, saves it off Moutier and out of. And it is off Moutier. Great hustle play by Stephen Adams. I mean, he's that kind of player. He's physical. I mean, he sets great screens. And he was not out of bounds. Great play. Definitely was not out of bounds, but he just. I've always thought he was the backbone of, of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Schroeder, or excuse me, Gilgis Alexander, left side pull-up jumper is good. And it's 50-33 to 33 Thunder by 17 with 5.03 left. Andre Robertson is in the game for the first time for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And this is the first game that Robertson has played in as Donovan working on the gr- formerly at least great defensive player Andre Robertson. First time he's played an NBA game, Ron, since January 27th of 2018. Driving, Gilgis Alexander at Gobert's over him and scores it. That's twice that he's been able to go to his left hand and get a shot off over over Rudy. Fabulous rim finisher. Here's Robertson, the long-arm defender, who is the cornerstone defensive player 
of the Harden-Westbrook-Durant teams guarding Donovan. Gobert has it, can't get rid of it. The Thunder are just in on the Jazz defensively, and the Jazz cannot get the ball where they want. Moutier goes one-on-one into the paint, fades back, and scores. Well, they're really working very hard of not letting Donovan get the ball or even Jordan Clarkson, and that was dark. He's, uh... Well, they have Robertson, if he's back to being a defensive player, as Adams floats another one up from six feet out and scores it, and it's 54-37, and the Jazz are having absolutely no resistance defensively. They're allowing the Thunder to shoot 65% from the field, 58% from three, and they are getting blown out right now, down 54-37, and Quinn Snyder's going to talk about it. Timeout on the floor on the Jazz Radio Network. the Thunder are beating up on the Jazz right now. Jazz are not throwing a lot of resistance up defensively, and on the flip side, to credit the Thunder, their defense has been incredible and are blowing up everything the Jazz are doing. Social justice, a large part of what's going on with the NBA right now. Each Many of the players in the league wearing a different name on their back. Joe Ingles shares with us why he chose Ally. I actually spoke with a bunch of my teammates about what for them would help show my support, which which word or which saying would be an impact for them as well. So for them to read it and other players, fans watching, whoever's whoever's going to see it, like what would mean something? And that's what a lot of them said. And having their, I guess for them, for, from my point of view, them knowing that I've got their back 100% through this, whichever, whichever direction it's going, I'm going to have their back and, and not just my team, NBA, the WNBA, anyone that's that's in this, obviously there's a, a lot of people fighting for, for things right now. 
Ron, Joe Ingles goes on every week with DJ and PK, and on Friday he yep. went on at about the 21-minute mark of his interview. He started to share the stories that his pl- teammates have told him. He said, I'm not going to break their confidence and tell them, but the, sin- the sincerity in his voice, and you could tell how moved he was by the experiences that his pl- teammates have shared with him about what they've experienced by being a black man in America. It's a pretty incredible interview. As Donovan Mitchell's three on the right side is no good. I'd strongly suggest anyone to go to 1280thezone.com, go to about the 20-minute mark, and listen to Joe. He doesn't break the confidence of any of his teammates. He's their ally. He doesn't share their stories. But you can hear out of him the stories that he has been told and how much they've moved him. Well, Donovan said that Joe would come to him two or three times a week and ask him questions. So... Being from Australia, he, he, he you, know, you just don't have a clue on what, you know, guys like well, most people of color have, got, have, to, have to go through in this country. Conley drives the lane, finds a cutting Donovan who tries to bounce a pass to Rudy, but it's a turnover. Here comes Gilgis Alexander. Chris Paul's not on the floor right now, so he'll run the show. Three's no good. Rebound comes out to Donovan. 2.48 left in the first half. Jazz are down by 17, an offensive foul on Donovan Mitchell. Boy, the Thunder have... The Thunder are, remind me a little bit of the Miami Heat, I would say, in the way they can just run athlete after long-armed athlete after you. So my, my problem now with, with this, David, is that the Jazz want to take the first open three. They have not been able to get any of those open threes. So I'm thinking right now they're not running the score after missed shots. I mean, they have a pace that, that, that they're playing, but they're still not running the score after missed shots. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander just blows by Joe Ingles and lays it up and in. And Gilgis-Alexander, their leading scorer for the season, is their leading scorer now at 12. Clarkson trying to go one-on-one, gets in the lane. They cut him off. Clarkson trying to work Gilgis-Alexander, their least good defender on the floor, beats him to the basket and scores it. They've got Robertson, who is an elite level as good on-ball defender before his injury, and Dort, who right now is an elite defender on the floor. Gallinari, down low to Adams. Steven Adams, the New Zealander, whose sister was an Olympian, rolls to the middle of the lane, throws up a hook shot, count it, and he's fouled. Rudy Gobert with a second foul. So yeah. Neal's on the bench with three fouls. Gobert's now got two, Ingles has got two, and Clarkson has two. Yeah, this, this play here by Adams, he just throws his left shoulder and takes the arm underneath Rudy's arm. What, what are they going to review Whether here? or not maybe somehow the... What you're talking about with Steven Adams was in some way flagrant. I, I can't imagine. Or was the foul before the shot, maybe? Not sure what they're reviewing. We do not have communication to Sakakis like we once did. And so it is harder for us to know these things than it was prior. You know, Joe Ingles wearing ally, as we just talked about. Mike Conley is wearing I am a man, which stems back to the civil rights movement in Memphis on the trip in which there was a the assassination of Martin Luther King. He was asked about it. He said, the phrase and statement hopefully will trigger their mind into questioning what does that mean? What is he trying to get across from this? It leads to them searching. It leads to them educating themselves on why I am doing what I'm doing. It's a perfect time in today's society with what is going on to put that phrase in particular on my back. Our skin color doesn't make us any different. I am a man just like you are. That is the statement I want put out there. 
Siegfried and Jensen coaches challenge is what's going on right now. As Quinn Snyder challenges the foul on Rudy Gobert, wants it to be overturned into an offensive foul as Adams hit Gobert with an elbow in the left hand in the jaw and in the nose. The only question, Ron, is I'm going to guess that they rule... Well, I don't know. if they, they could easily rule that the foul by Gobert was committed prior to the elbow to the face. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be overturned, David, because he was in a shooting motion. I mean, he was already going across the lane, bam, right there. Like Rudy fouls him there, and yeah. the elbow then gets him there. Yeah. Rudy doesn't foul him a lot, by the way. Maybe Adam's a little upset because it's like Rudy trying to cut him off the middle of the floor. His shoulder kind of catches Adams off the shoulder and on the side of his face there as well. Tyler Ford and Scott Foster discussing. Mm -hmm. They have headsets on. They should be able to socially distance right now and not have to take the headphones off. They should just talk through the headphones. Just want to point that out mm -hmm. on the COVID safety regulations. They take their headphones off. We'll see if we can get the PA announcement here. And find out what the word is. PA announcer in the bubble as well there for the whole time in the three different stadiums. So we'll see what Scott Foster giving a lengthy description of the Siegfried and Jensen coaches challenge. Siegfried and Jensen Rudy reviewing injury cases in Utah for the last 30 years. Adams rolled to the middle of the lane, cleared space with the left arm while rolling with a right hand hook. The left elbow caught Gobert in the face. Adams hit the hook shot. Gobert may have fouled earlier. Call stands is the word. However, a technical foul has been called on Steven Adams for the elbow to the face of Rudy Gobert. So the call stands, and they've added a technical, which Rudy Gobert is taking, but I don't think well, I don't think Rudy has to take this. I think anybody on the Jazz could take it. Yeah, it's a technical foul. Mike Conley I would is think who so. I would think should take it. Scott Foster giving a lengthy description right now. Mark Miller Subaru doesn't want to have you negotiating this long like Scott Foster is. That's why they created Promise Price. We deliver Promise Price is truly exceptional customer service. Come experience a commitment to Promise Price at either location or start your purchase online at markmillersubaru.com. We know you'll love the experience. Donovan Mitchell will take the free throw instead. Jazz have only taken four free throws tonight or this afternoon, and they make this one. They trail it 56-40 to 40 now. 158 left. Steven Adams will go to the line to complete the three-point play. Kia Kaha? Is that what he has on his back? I have to ask Alema what that means. We'll see. Is that a that's a K? Is that a K or an H on the Kia Kaha? It means to stay strong. Okay, so David, why is he getting two shots? So they must not have counted the bucket. That the technical free throw wiped off the basket? I got no idea, Ron. Sometimes they did, they from did Vivint not Smart, count, they did not count the bucket. All right. Sometimes from Vivint Smart Home Arena, you're not quite sure. 
The phrase on the back of his shirt means to stay strong. I like that. 57-40, Jazz down 17, hard drive by Donovan, cut off by Adams. Brings Adams back out with him to the right baseline, turns, fires the shot, and misses. Donovan, three for nine today. Jazz shooting 42.5% and only three of 14 from three. Steve, Chris Paul returns. Gobert gets out on the wing trying to guard Gallinari. Hard drive to the rack. Gallinari's going to dunk it, and he's fouled at the rim. It's, if it's on Gobert, it's his third. I think this is going to be on. If it's on Niang, it's his first. I know which I prefer. Gallinari will go to the line. Gallinari wore number eight because growing up as an Italian, his favorite player wore number eight. Do you know who his favorite player was? Kobe. Mike D'Antoni. Really? The great Italian scorer. Foul was on Rudy Gobert, not George Niang. And Rudy will check out with three fouls. 133 left. Jazz down 18 here in the first half. Second free throw from Gallo is good. Gallo, I would say, is one of the most underrated players in the league. I think everyone knows how great he is. He just rarely stays healthy. And he has stayed healthy this year for the Thunder and probably why, a huge part of why they're so good. And what a, when you start adding Gilgis Alexander and the draft picks and Gallinari, somehow, some way, it actually turned out that the Thunder got the best of that deal. But nobody maybe has ever had more leverage in a trade as Steven Adams works inside and scores easily over Tony Bradley and the Jazz are down 21. All of that was set up by Chris Paul. In transition. Jazz swinging around the outside. Robertson defending Donovan. Donovan steps into a three. Misses and a whistle and a foul. It's an offensive foul on Tony Bradley, I believe, on the pick. Jazz just getting wiped right now. 60 to 40. Thunder shooting 63% from the field. 50% from three. Jazz are shooting 42% and 21% from three. Chris Paul's got nine points, five rebounds, and four assists. Comes to the front court. Comes off a Gallo pick. Has Niang switched on him. Going through his legs, crossing over, working it into a mid-range hopper, and hitting is Chris Paul. That's his game nowadays. That's all he got. Yeah. Can't you defend well. him more aggressively knowing he's not going to go to the basket under any circumstance? Yeah, you would think, I mean, play guys like that, you play him for a jump shot. I mean, he just doesn't go to the rim at all. He's in the first percentile of players going to the rim right now. He takes less than 10% of his shots at the rim. Aggressive drive by Mike Conley gets to the basket, puts the left-hander off the glass and in, plus a foul on Steven Adams. Jazz down, 63-42. You know, we used to play one-on-one -on -one with, with each other back in the day when you just, you, you, jump shots only, you couldn't drive to the basket. So you, you get to the point where you're playing guys for a jump shot. It's not as easy as you think, but it's a good way of working on your jumper with a, with a hand in your face. Sure is. Jump shots only. Yep. Do you play no picks? No, just one-on-one. I like when we play two-on-two, two, no picks allowed. Chris Paul just went right down the middle of the lane. Nobody stopped him. Got to the window. Tony Bradley fouls him. He finishes for a layup. There's your one of 10% when he goes to the basket. I mean, he just blew by everyone. Jazz 
And you notice it was Defense in transition, too. I mean, it wasn't like the Jazz were able to get back. Free, off a free throw transition. Yeah. How do you not get back off a free throw? That's hard to do. Jazz defense tonight, or this afternoon, Thunder offensive rating right now, Ron, 136. Remember, anything over 110 is good. That means they are averaging 1.36 points per possession when they cross half court. They lead it by 23. They're having so 24. many really nice close ball games this is on game on the Wednesday left, night. Left side, Niang for three, no good. George doesn't have one yet in the restart. Offensive rebound, Ingles, left corner, Donovan Horn, sounds three misses. And a pretty disastrous first half for the Utah Jazz is in the books. The Jazz are either down 66-42. Yes, 66-42 is the score. And the Jazz shooting 41% from the field and 20, now 18% from three. And trail by 24 on the Jazz Radio Network. what the Jazz are doing. This is a stinker all the way through. I mean, if you go big picture, they probably weren't going to go 8-0, and they're certainly not going to go 8-0 now and find a way to get some type of competitive spirit back in the second half. I doubt with that you can even overcome this 24-point deficit. It's been done, but I wouldn't bet on it for sure, obviously. But work on some things. Use it as uh, pretty much as a scrimmage in the second half because it doesn't look like you're going to be able to win the game, but you still have to find ways to get better, that's for sure. So, you know, maybe you're giving up in a sense as far as this game, but you're not giving up of what you're trying to do while you're in Florida, and that's advanced in the postseason. So let's see what you got as far as making some adjustments and seeing if you can play better even if you don't win the game. For the Jazz part, they were 18 of 44 from the field, 40.9%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had uh, nine points, but it took him 10 shots to get there. Uh, Mike Conley with seven points. Jordan Clarkson with seven points coming off the bench. Rudy has six. The Jazz, though, uh, once again, PK, uh, subpar from three, to say the least. Three of 15 for 18.8%. Uh, Mike Conley went one of two, but uh, Jordan Clarkson went one of two, but everybody else uh, really struggled, including Donovan Mitchell, who, as I mentioned, was 0 for 3. So I, I wonder, uh, PK-15, uh, they had 20 at the half the other night. I, I wonder if that uh, three-point ball ever starts to go. Well, I think it will. It hasn't gone in the first game, and it's not going in the first half of this game. But you've got accomplished three-point shooters that's for sure. That's one of the things I think you can work on is trying your three-point shooting here in the second half. Uh, if you want to win the game, you're probably going to have to shoot uh, 65% from three. But aside from winning the game, which I guess, you know, obviously that's the objective, but it's not going to happen here barring an, an incredible comeback, is that you try to go ahead and then get better. What can you get better at at the second half? I think that's the objective. Go Where Love Takes You in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru uh, Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your score of the half, 66-42. to We'll get you ready for the second half of Jazz Basketball coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night halftime show here on the uh, Jazz Radio Network. Uh, they trail the Oklahoma City Thunder 66-42 to 42 at the half. Halftime show brought to you by our friends Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, PK, you alluded to this, in, uh, or you said this, I suppose, in our first segment here at halftime, that overcoming a 24-point lead is uh, not likely. But what are you looking for out of this Jazz team in the second half? Well, competitive spirit here. Let's see if you can find a way to reduce the margin of deficit, whatever that might be. Um, defensively, it was just awful. I mean, Chris Paul having away, Stephen Adams, guys just driving to the basket. So shore that up for sure. And then try to make some shots, make some three-point shots to have success in these uh, regular season games in the postseason. I mean, you're going to have to go into halftime better than 18% which is, I think is pretty close to what they were against the Pelicans. You know, were they 4 of 20 here? They're yeah. 3 of 15. It's just not going to work. No, it's not. Uh, they, You know what I would like to see, PK, is, is some defense without fouling. Fouling was a big issue in that first half. They uh, had 13 personal fouls total, but Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal, the two best defensive players, both uh, got three fouls. And somehow Tony Bradley got three fouls in seven minutes, which uh, is, is difficult to do. So, you know, defense without uh, fouling is a big deal to Quinn Snyder, and they were not very good at that in the first half. Yeah, the Thunder was 11, they were 11 of 14 of the free throw line. The Jazz were only 3 of 5. One of those was a technical foul on uh, Stephen Adams in which Mitchell made the free throw there. So, yeah, they're not really getting to the line at all themselves there. Be more aggressive, find ways to take the basket. And it seemed like, man, they put up some just soft shots that the Thunder just said nope and just blocked them. They had five blocks in the first half, which is a pretty good number. Yeah, they've got to be more competitive against this th- uh, Thunder team, PK. As we talked about in the pregame show, there is a, a decent likelihood that this could be the Jazz' first-round opponent in the in the playoffs. And no matter who the Jazz draw in the first round, it's it's not going to be an easy series by any means. But, you know, you might have to figure out a couple of things because uh, you may face this Thunder team in a, in a best of seven. Exactly, and that's why they got to start right now. Again, the probability, the probability of winning the game isn't great. But find ways to do what you do and do it far, far better than you've shown because that's two first lackluster first halves. Yeah, it is. They've got to figure out a way to get going. And, and you worry about that because the, the Jazz have been somewhat of a slow starting team as, as far as beginning of seasons go. And you, I know this is a continuation off of uh, the current season, but they spend a lot of time off. You don't want to see, uh, I mean, rust is, of course, a cliche, but with these Jazz teams, it's taken them some games to get into sync, and they don't have a ton of games to do that. No, Jake, I've often said it is time. When August rolls around, it's time to be playing your best basketball. You've always said that. Yes. I've been saying to you for a while now. Which is so funny because August is usually the one month with zero basketball. I know. I should be covering football today. And here we are talking basketball. Amazing. All right. uh, Your score of the half, 66-42, to the Jazz Trail, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Go Where Love Takes You in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru. Coming up next, second half of Jazz Basketball here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Thunder 66, Jazz 42. And I guess being down 24 at the half is about as significant as it can be. So hard to say whether it's actually that close or not. It's just been a pretty solid whitewash so far. Let's see if the Jazz can come out with a little extra juice here in the second half. Donovan Mitchell comes off a high pick from Rudy Gobert, works himself in the lane, two defenders on him. Swirls out, Dort defending him, who's their defensive specialist. Top to Ingles on the left side, guarded by Gallinari, drives to the right hand, throws it back out to Donovan. Shot clock's gonna expire, Donovan's gotta take a prayer and it's up and no good. So Donovan just throws it to the rim because nothing had developed and he was 36 feet away from the basket when he did. Bounce pass down low to Adams. He comes over, misses the hook shot, rebound to Rudy. Donovan, long outlet to Ingles. Cross court pass to Royce. Finds Conley, touches it to Ingles. Nice ball movement, left side three, no good. And the that Jazz. was probably one of the better early breaks, transition offense the Jazz have had in the ball game. Can I alter your sentence slightly? Yes. The best. The best. All it right. was not, not one of the best, the best. It was okay. unquestionably <laughs> the best. Jazz are now three of 17 from three, down 66-42. And that's not one of Joe Engel's best corners. He's better on the right than the left, but better he's pretty darn good at both. Yes, he is. Right now, it's just not falling. Jazz offense struggled to open the year and struggled to open after All-Star break. So the nervousness here would be that the Jazz just are not, uh, you know, take a little while to find their rhythm. Gilgis Alexander's working one-on-one -on -one in the lane. Shot no good. Rudy taps it up and in. So they'll I know probably Rudy give that plays to Stephen Adams. You I think? believe so, but Rudy taps. Yeah. They did. They gave it to Stephen Adams. Rudy tapped it in for Gilgis Alexander. So Rudy now has six for us, two for them. Right side three for Dort. No good. Loose ball rebound. Royce O'Neal. Jazz down 68-42. Top to Donovan. Right side. Ingles. This time it's from the right side, which he prefers, and he buries the three. The Jazz fourth of the game to make it 68-45. And that's the early offense. You run to score. I mean, just, just don't push the ball up the floor. You run to score, then get into whatever you want to get into. Chris Paul, left-hand drive, gets in the paint, puts it off the window too hard. Loose ball, rebound, goes right back to Chris Paul, who puts it up and in. 70-45, to Jazz are down 25 here. As we open the third quarter in Orlando. David Locke along with Ron Boone from Vivint Smart Home Arena. Beautiful drive by Ingles. Finds a cutting Donovan who lays it up and in. And Billy Donovan wants a timeout as his team has decided to not play defense here. Thinking they can just get away with it on the offensive end. Utah and MACU have partnered to help fans pass along a donation to charity of their choice. Potential awards up to $25,000 to five local charities. For details, to nominate a charity, go to utahjazz.com and select the community tab. Jazz and the Thunder, 949 left on the third. Thunder by 23 on the Jazz Radio Network.
Your game summary. Presented by America First Credit Union. On the Zone Sports Network. Jazz are now 4 of 13. Gallinari, transition 3. Good. Timeout, Quinn Snyder. Jazz down 17 to 9. Or excuse me, 20 to 9. That is a 6 to nothing run. Or 7 nothing run since the last timeout. Jazz down by 11. Ball, snakes underneath, kicks to the corner. Three ball comes from the wing, and it's up and in. That's Diallo, the rookie. And the Thunder are up 15, 37-22. Top to Donovan, right side. Ingles, this time it's from the right side, which he prefers. And he buries the three. The Jazz fourth of the game to make it 68-45. That's tonight's game summary brought to you by America First Credit Union. America First has the financial products and services to help need take care of your family, home, or business. Wherever you need, we're here to help. Visit AmericaFirst.com for details. Jazz trail 70-47 to with 9.45 left in the third quarter. David Locke along with Ron Boone from Vivint Smart Home Arena as the Jazz play in the bubble in Orlando. Chris Paul with a beautiful no-look bounce pass to Steven Adams who dunks. And the Jazz look a little bit like the Coyote in the Roadrunner cartoon right now Such on defense. A beautiful play coming out of a timeout. They knew the Jazz trail over the top of those screens and they're not switching. And that they clear out the weak side of the floor, David. Nice little bounce pass for an easy dunk. Donovan works himself into an open jumper and hits it. He's 5 of 13 now. Gallinari answers with a quick three that's no good, and Gobert snares his fifth rebound of the night. I hope the Jazz take note of that play and run it themselves. <laughs> Mike Conley working the top. But again, the play has come off a double stagger left to right, and the Thunder's physical play just blows it up. So Conley goes outside the lane, passes the wing to Donovan. He goes one-on-one -on -one into a mid-range jumper, no good. Jazz are not moving the basketball nearly as they usually do. Gilgis Alexander driving, blocked by Gobert, fouled by Gobert. And Donovan tells Rudy that's my fault because Gilgis Alexander just blew right by Donovan. And now Rudy's got four fouls. Ron, in the first game of the year this year, we played the Thunder. We won, but if you recall, it was like the most un-Quinn Snyder-esque night we've seen. The Jazz, who... When, when the Jazz were playing their best basketball this year, to put this next comment into perspective, in December they were throwing 303 passes, and in January they were throwing about 320. In our first game of the year against the Thunder this year, we threw 240, pass, 240 passes in that game. It was one of the lowest numbers of passes we've thrown in any game all year. And in our next game against them in December, we only threw 288. Is there something the Thunder does that prevents the Jazz from being able to uh, make their throw the passes and move the ball the way they want to? Well, you, you see the way they blow things up out on the perimeter, I mean, and they have the, the length of, of the of their guards. And, and even Gallinari, you know, he's been able to step in there as well. But look, you see Connie right there trying to get, you got two guys around him. Uh, they just put the Jazz in a short clock, and right now they're trying to go one-on-one, -on -one and, and, and it just doesn't happen. Donovan way. trying to go one-on-one -on, -one on Dort, who's one of the better defenders in the league. Physical, strong, six foot five, Looks like a middle linebacker physique, and he's just biding up on Donovan, forcing him another fadeaway. Donovan's 5 of 15. Donovan shot just 30% last time these two teams played. Beautiful execution by the Thunder. Leads to a Dort baseline dunk. 76-49. Tony Bradley is in the game. Tony, who had a Good end of the season before the suspension. Mike Conley turns it over. And a seemingly a lot of really good work during the suspension, but has not found a rhythm yet. And it would be nice if Tony can get some extended run here and play well. 
Steven Adams, a beautiful pass to a cutting door a moment ago, and the Thunder are up 76-49 at half of the basketball after Mike Conley just turned it over. Utah's getting blown out. They're down 27 with 7.55 left in the third. Long way to go still. While it looks like a video game at times, you cannot hit reset. And an offensive foul and a pick. Steven Adams got Royce O'Neal. And might have even just apologized to Royce O'Neal. I'm not sure. Utah Jazz play-by-play proudly presented by Golden West Credit Union. Start your home improvement project with a home equity line of credit with Golden West Credit Union for just 1.99 APR. Actually, 0.99 APR. Fixed for the first six months. No fees apply at GWCU.org. Mike Conley misses a shot. Tony Bradley misses the follow, and the Thunder come back the other way. Here's Dort driving, getting caught underneath the basket as he's body bumped by Donovan Mitchell, and that's a foul on Donovan. Earlier today, Denver lost to Miami. Had the Jazz been able to win today, Jazz would have moved into third in the West. Really, the relevance is probably not whether you're three. The relevance is whether you're not seven. If you're seventh, you're meeting the but, Clippers. Yep, and you'd like to not play the Clippers in the first round. We can't go any lower than seven, can we? Nope. Yeah. That first night win and Dallas's loss pretty big into the quest the Jazz, I think, if the Jazz, you know, if you think about it this way, if the Jazz can find three wins in here, just go three and five, then Dallas would have to go six and two, which would now mean that Dallas has to go six and one to catch you. Mm-hmm. So just root against the Mavericks. And then otherwise, you're just trying to work things. And after watching today, there's an argument you might want to see somebody who's not a defensive physical team. Gallinari working in the lane for a beautiful little step back and got it. Gallinari's a nifty player. He's got 15 today. Thunder lead at 78-49. Conley, left baseline drive. Flares it over to Joe. Joe kicks the top to Royce. Go and catch through the lane. Hands it off to Bradley, who dunks with a little spin on the top. Tony's just miles away from his family, but obviously doesn't get to see them. Chris Paul. Top to see the Jazz Steven come, Adams. See how the Jazz come over to the top of the screens? And what does that do? And that gives um, players a chance to, to turn the corner or even step behind the screener to shoot a jumper. I wonder if they're supposed to be, because our scouting report we got today was, that, you know, know your personnel, which means on certain guys you're supposed to go over the top and some others you're supposed to probably go under. And if this is on Adams, I mean, Bradley, that's going to be... A missed three by the Jazz. It's going to be five. Tony Bradley's got five fouls in nine minutes. It's been a tough little run for Tony Bradley. It's not been peaceful as he wears peace on his back of his shirt as he heads back to the bench. And this is interesting. Jawan Morgan will check in. Jawan Morgan was part of the Salt Lake Stars team. Had such great success this year. Congratulations to... G League GM of the Year, Bart Taylor, who put that team together, as well as head coach Martin Schiller. Tony Bradley must have gotten strong over the years, though, bumping into Steven Adams and <laughs> Steven Adams go down like that. Yes, it didn't look like he Boy, pushed Tony him Bra- very hard. Tony Bradley must be really, really strong to knock Steven Adams over like that. Adams never been a very good free throw shooter. Career 55. 
Well, that's why he's two of five today. Mike Conley, right-hand drive into the middle lane, stops, bounces to Donovan at the top, guarded by Dort. Donovan's five of 15. Dort spends, is in the top of all players in the league guarding the number one option for the other team. And they just called De Donovan for a travel at the top. I think they missed the call. Yeah, they did, because he right. hit the floor. It was the ball fake that, that threw the... Um, the young official, that Ford. Tyler Ford, yeah. Yeah, that, the ball fake that threw uh, that threw him off. Two seconds on the shot clock. Pa so ball pass went up to Donovan. Donovan faked a pass, then came down, and then threw the pass. Right. But he faked the pass while he was in the air and had not come down yet, so he was allowed to then come down and make the pass. And that took away a shot there by the Jazz. The Jazz probably would have had a... A pretty good look there with that, Ingram. And that was the play that was going to change the game right there, Ron. We're getting screwed by the <laughs> yeah. officials. Shot no good by the Jazz. They're down 78-51. I'm telling you what, that was going to change the game right there. Tyler Ford is – you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Something to complain about. Why not? Gallinari at the top, guarded by Ford. One dribble, rise, fire, three, no good. It's going to be guarded by Morgan. See how Juwan Morgan can play. Good stretch for him. Conley, kick out to Joe, bypasses the three, finds a more open Royce O'Neal who hits it. The Jazz are now 5 of 21 from three. A long way from about the 40 we thought they were going to be taking per game. And they're down 24, and it'd only be 21 if Tyler Ford hadn't screwed us. All right, I'll let it go. Shea Gilgis-Alexander step back three, no good. Here comes Mike Conley on the push. He's got Morgan right. Donovan left, in the lane, layup, air ball. Morgan, offensive rebound, powers it back up and in. The Indiana Hoosier for two. Morgan shot a very high percentage in the G League, largely because of shots like that. But the Jazz believe as he fine-tunes his body a little bit and is able to shoot a little bit more, they think he'll be a good rebounding four who can shoot some. Right now playing the five as Royce O'Neal and Danilo Gallinari get tied up. Well, you could just see the officials racing down the floor to try to, to make sure that there wasn't going to be a confrontation. So Royce had the open floor. Gallinari went and committed a pretty physical foul. Royce popped up like he was going to go try to have some words with Gallinari about it, and they separated him quickly. Royce was going hard. Gallo just lowered a shoulder into him in a non-basketball play, I would say. In, this day, in your day and age, Ron, that's probably fine. In this day and age, I'm not sure... Well, actually, he reached in and got the basketball, so I'll take it back. First angle, you could not see him reach in with his left arm. He reached in with the left arm and got the basketball. Royce was pretty upset about it. They both collided. I'm still upset. If you're Royce? <laughs> yeah. Timeout. Yeah. Well, you getting soft? Huh? You getting soft? No, I'm upset. I'd go. That's that's not a basketball play. That's not even though he reached in and got the basketball. He's, you know, you can fake it, David. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, at first I didn't think he even faked it. So we've got a, a official review going on. I think we might also have a timeout, but I'm not. We do. We'll take it as well on the Jazz Radio Network. Yep. Big one. 
Siegfried and Jensen review is over. Siegfried and Jensen review is over, and it is a flagrant one on Danilo Gallinari, and the Jazz will get the ball and two free throws. That happens in the ABA, Ron. What happens? Fight. But the officials, you can see how, how, how quickly the officials got right over there to make sure nothing happened. Now, so he probably saved some, some guys some money. Now, one thing that would be interesting is if you get in a fight of some level while in the Orlando bubble, and then the next day you're at the pool, and that guy's there, what happens? Another fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've all heard the, the great banter and the great bravado by many NBA players of, I'll meet you out back, and I'll see you in the back of the locker room. We've all got those stories, right? We've all heard yeah. about it all the time. Like, well, like that's all cute and dandy when there's a team bus that you got to get on to leave. But when you're all living on the same campus, <laughs> this that's what bubbles. Bubbles like a little small town there. I mean, like, what happens when Royce O'Neal and Danilo Gallinari get in the elevator together tomorrow? Here's Moutier driving, bouncing to Donovan in the right corner. Dort all over him. Boy, this guy can defend. He has changed the thunder. Donovan drives, kicks to Moody, a badly spaced, hands to Clarkson, one-on-one, -on -one, two on the shot clock, throws up a prayer. It's an air ball. Is it possible that Dort was really the missing piece to this team, Ron? Because when they added Dort to go with their multiple scorers, they when he plays this year, they're 22-7, and seven, and when he starts, they're 16-5. And, and he spends... The most amount of time of any player in the entire NBA on the number one usage player of the other team. Yeah, but he's an undrafted player, so how much did you did, do you know about him? Well, he was freshman of the year at Arizona State, born in Montreal. And he's just a funny size for the traditional NBA, and I think scouts are still getting caught up in making mistakes on that. He's 6'4". He's got quick feet. And he's a pretty good player. I mean, teams didn't pass on him once. They passed on him twice, three times, and four times. Yeah. I don't know if anybody had four picks last year, but some people thought he was a first-round pick. I mean, I actually watched some film on him last year before the draft because there was talk that he could be a, a late first-round pick, and then he just kept sliding. He's not a great shooter, and so, you know, he's six foot four, and he's this incredibly physical body. And you're wondering, well, what, what do you, how do you play him? What does he do? He's, he doesn't have a lot of handles. He doesn't really shoot it. So what are you doing with him? Well, exactly what the Thunder are. Here's Clarkson, guarded by Dort. Has no shooting window at all. Back up top to Moutier. Cut off by Dort. Back outside to Clarkson for a contested three. No good. The length and athleticism of the Thunder defense is just blowing up the Jazz offense. It, it, right there on the perimeter, I mean, it, it's... It, just keeping the Jazz from getting wherever they want to go out there on the floor. Dennis Schroeder tries once, twice. Now third time breaks by Moody. Reverse layup is short. Donovan driving by Schroeder. Kicks to the corner. Clarkson for three. No good. 79-58. Thunder by 21. Jazz are 5 of 23 from three. Clarkson 3 of 12 overall. Gilgis Alexander. Their leading scorer on the season. That's 14 tonight. Long drive to the rack. Clarkson rises with him and blocks it. Ahead to Clarkson. White headband on. High socks. Driving to the window. Hands to Gobert. Wasn't ready for it. Deflects it. Clarkson has it in the corner. Clarkson comes off the Gobert pick. Hesitates. 
Stops, travels. They call foul first. Ron, one mm. thing, guys are gasping right here. You see Gilgis Alexander's noticeably tired. The Jazz players talked about how tired the Pelicans were at the end of the game the other night. Worth watching, I think, the second and third games teams play here in the bubble. They have not played an NBA game in four and a half months, and you're coming back 24, 36, 40 hours later. I think it may have turned out tonight to be a massive advantage for the Thunder to have not played a game yet and be more rested. It'll be interesting to watch Clippers Pelicans later tonight and see how they play with both of them being tired. Time out on the floor. We'll take it. 79-58, Jazz down 21 on the Jazz Radio Network. Thunder by 21 over the Utah Jazz. Bubble life. What are these guys doing in the bubble? Mike Conley shares with us a little bit about what's going on. On my off time, I normally get a shower. I, you know, walk around the uh, little restaurant, the outdoor spot they have here. And I'll sit there, talk to Ed, talk to, you know, Don, some of the guys, some of uh, my teammates. And after that, I call my wife and kids, talk to them for a little bit and go upstairs, watch TV. Right now, I'm watching Ozark on Netflix. I had kind of came late to the party on that so i've been watching that and i've been playing a lot of call of duty mike conley sharing bubble life there's been some good stories ron there was a story of the guys all sitting out at a i think this was mostly coaches and eric spolster just bought the whole restaurant the next round Mm -hmm. you know just that kind of level of camaraderie right they're all there together certain restaurants are attached certain hotels the top seeded teams are all in the same hotel um and so it gives an opportunity for the NBA family to have a little bit of camaraderie and, and do some things together. Well, you know, they're that close. And, you know, obviously guys have friends on other teams. So you get a chance to 
hang out with, with them sometimes. But there are guys that you don't have, that you really don't know, you only know on the court, that you that those are the ones you, you get a chance to uh, get a little closer to. Dennis Schroeder blows by the Jazz defense for a lap. I don't remember who I was talking to the other day. Oh, actually, it was Joe Ingles on with uh, DJ and PK. Just talking about, well, I ran into a Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach, and we were talking about this, and, you know, that's the example you're talking about. It's just that kind of. Exactly. So the Jazz are down 51, 81-59 with 2.26 left. Here's an interesting note. This was, I'll give Bobby Marks, ESPN um, analyst and former GM in the league, some credit on this. He tweeted out last, maybe this morning, that none of the coaches in the league, other than Zion Williamson, rested players or played anybody other than full throttle in game one. If you run through the minutes, LeBron 34, Anthony Davis 36, Kawhi 33, Paul George 35. In the Jazz first game, we played all of our six primary guys over 30. 36 for Donovan, 34 for Rudy, 34 for Mike Conley. What he wondered was, how would guys bounce back? Having not played an NBA game since March, you can be in all the shape you want, but this is a different level. New Orleans played 37 for Holiday, 33 for Brandon Ingram. And the same was true yesterday. Heck, Dame Lillard in overtime played 45. C.J. McCollum played 46. Thunder have not played yet. Jazz look entirely lifeless today. You wonder if that's having some impact, Ron. I would think, and it's such a great point, because that first ball game, everyone wanted to win. And with the matchup with the Lakers and the Clippers, you know, obviously that was... Uh, a matchup that you were going to see guys out there on the floor for a long period of time because of that. It'll be interesting to see Miami and Denver both played their first games today. Jazz are the first team to play a second game. New Orleans and the Clippers will play later today. And the Lakers will play a Toronto team that has not played later today. So that'll be our next sample size of when, and probably the only time which two teams have played and the other hasn't played yet. Well, you see the importance of that first game. You know, everyone wanted to win the first game. Three ball from the left side from Diallo up and in. And it's 84-62. Thunder 8 of 19 from three. Jazz are 5 of 23. Jazz down by 22 with 116 left in the third. Gobert, top of the circle. Hand off to Conley. Conley's being guarded by Diallo, who is... Another one of these long, athletic players. You know, they actually, Oklahoma City reminds me a little bit of Toronto is probably a better call in the way they're built. Well, they have good athletes. They have multiple guys that can handle the basketball, can push it up, and make plays. Schroeder puts George Niang on skates and blows by him. That's a tough matchup for George and a foul on George. If you're not talking out there and let guys know that there's a free side, then you're going to get, you know, guys like me. That's what, that's what George right just on. said to someone, yeah. isn't it? You just, we just saw on television, George, looking at someone saying, I got to know. <laughs> but you look at these guys they have. We haven't seen Deontay Burton yet. He's 6'4", 240. Dort, who we've talked about a lot in this broadcast and is having quite an impact on the game. The rookie out of Arizona State, undrafted. 6'3", 215. And that's why he went undrafted. He's 6'3", Without a lot of skills other than this great defensive player. And so teams just couldn't figure out how they were going to use him. The Thunder do this unique thing where they have guys who basically only defend. Andre Robertson did it for years. Terrence Ferguson. 
Darius Baisley, their first round pick is 6'8", 210. Ferguson, 6'6", 190. Diallo, 6'5", 202. It's a lot of athletes, physicals, and they're pushing the Jazz around today, and Mike Conley throws a soft pass that's stolen by Chris Paul. As Chris Paul just outworked Joe Ingles for the position on the pass, then Paul drives, misses the layup. Outworking the Jazz for the rebound is Diallo, but he misses the three-foot follow. Here comes Niang. George has not found a rhythm yet in the two games. He's one of five today after, I think, 0 of six the other day. And really, Jazz need George to make shots. Here comes Clarkson. Step back, mid-range jumper, no good. Gobert keeps the rebound alive, goes back up through Adams and draws the foul. Timeout on the floor. And the quarter has come to an end before the foul on Steven Adams. So there will be no foul on Steven Adams. 86-62, Jazz down 24 on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz trailing the Oklahoma City Thunder 86 to 62. Coach Mike Wells joining us now. I'd love to give you an efficiency report brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there, but I'm gonna give you the opposite. Jazz are the number one three-point catch and shoot team in the league, are three of 15 on catch and shoot threes. So the hypothesis on the broadcast right now, Mike Wells, is that the Jazz are the first team to play a second game and that everybody went full throttle in game one. We played, what, five guys over 30 minutes? LeBron played 35, Anthony Davis played 36, Kawhi and Paul George all played, Dame and CJ went 40s for Portland, and that 
game twos could be pretty rough for all the NBA players who have not played an NBA game in 40 some, four, four months or so. What's your thought on that? Uh, time will tell. How about that, Lock? Yeah, time will tell. Portland's Portland's next game is against Boston. Both those two teams played already, so we'll see whether or not. Yeah, we will see if they've uh, got their legs under them a little bit more, that's for sure. Uh, note back to the studio. Austin, we've got uh, something set wrong in our studio because it's two calls in a row. So let's see what we're feeding back on the calls. I'll stall for a second to see if we can get that fixed. 86-62, Jazz down by 24. Special hello to Becca Ward. Jazz assistant uh, on the coaching staff who is up on the virtual, I just saw up on the virtual board, even though it's an Oklahoma City Thunder game. I wonder how she got up on that board. Looked like it at least. We'll see if we get Mike straightened out here in a second. Fourth quarter's just underway as Dennis Schroeder gets to the right elbow, pulls up for a jumper, but Steven Adams clipped off Donovan Miller, I mean Donovan Mitchell, excuse me, for a foul. 86-62. Let's see if we got Mike Wells figured out here. Mike? We'll see if we get your sound a little better. Hi, Locke. How does that sound? That sounds much better. Appreciate it. So what's your thought on what you're seeing right now? Well, I think uh, OKC's got three really good guards, and they have pretty much controlled the uh, pace and the tempo of the game. They've uh, been able to get anywhere they wanted on the court and, uh, you know, been able to get really good quality shots and they've shot the ball well. And... You know, if we see the Thunder again in the playoffs, which would be the only other way, what could you what what can be done to combat that? Well, uh, you know, we talk about containing the basketball all the time and being able to pressure the ball and then contain it, and uh, those are probably the things that didn't happen as much as the game went on today. And then the adjustment of what the level of the five man is, Rudy and Tony. You know, you're always adjusting their depth uh, in that pick-and-roll situation. And Chris Paul and the uh, guards kept cutting back and getting us into switches, and that should not happen. Uh, um, that way we don't have a five-man trying to guard their point, and it puts us in rotation. Let me ask, uh, Mike, how difficult is it? And I know the Jazz are having a problem with this, and, and the game plan was to try to keep them out of the middle of the floor. Uh, I, I've noticed it just a few different sets where they just automatically set up and aren't able to get wherever they want on the floor. Yes, they execute their offense at a very high level, Boone. Uh, they run simple sets, but that ball gets back to the middle, and then their guards are just so good. 86-67 as Jordan Clarkson hits a three for the Jazz. Quick timeout being taken by Billy Donovan. We'll come back with more with Mike Wells in just a minute. Jazz 86, or Jazz Trail the Thunder, 86-67 on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz are down 86-67 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder came into the bubble as one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They, after a slow start to open the year, they got rolling and had won 29 of their last 39. They've only lost two games all year to non-playoff teams, one on the second game of the year to Washington, the other to Sacramento. And they look every bit that good. And Ron, what's incredible when you think about the Thunder is, I went back to my notes from the opening game of the season when we opened up against the Thunder here in October. And my headline is, it's over. Really? Durant was gone, Westbrook was gone, Paul George was gone. Like, it's over. Like, their 2010-11 Western Conference, 11-12 NBA Finals. They trade hard in October of 12. Conference semifinals, 12-13. Conference finals, 13-14, 15-16. And t- July 2016, Durant leaves, and then they trade Russell Westbrook. And it, it, it seemingly it's all come to an end. Well, this team has energized their fan base and has them as excited as they can be. And rightfully so, as they just continue to pound the Jazz up 88-67. Jordan Clarkson's shot just a moment ago ended another Jazz drought. They had gone the final 455 of the third quarter without a field goal again. Mike Wells joining us again. I think we've got our technical problem straightened out as Clarkson fades back and misses. Extended offensive droughts. Uh, I think that Clarkson field goal ended about six minutes without a field goal, Mike. Same thing against New Orleans. What are you seeing in those stretches that's different uh, offensively than the other periods of the game? Well, first, I think we have to give OKC's defense credit. They have pressured the basketball. They have been shifted. They've been active. And they've really tried to make us play in the crowd. So for our guards, they've got to handle the initial pressure by the defense. And then they've got to make their read to pass the ball or to shoot the ball quicker uh, then we are. We're getting deep into the paint. We're getting stuck with the ball, and then we don't have a pass. Or it's a tough contested shot. 90 to 69 after a Rudy Gobert dunk. Mm-hmm. First two since the first quarter. He's got five shots tonight. Donovan's five of 15. Clarkson's four of 16. Mike Conley's three of eight. So the, the scoring line of the Jazz has had a tough guard line. Nice little hook shot inside. Uh, I need a little help from the studio, guys. Are we going to be able? To, am I going to be able to hear Mike? Do we have that straightened out? All right. All right. Sorry, we've had some technical problems tonight. Nice lob by Mike Conley after Rudy Gobert. Thanks to Mike Wells and Jeff Watkinson for joining us. Unfortunately, we didn't have our systems lined up correctly today, so they didn't work quite the way we wanted to. Appreciate their time. 92-71. Jazz down by 21 with under nine to play. Steven Adams has 16 points and 11 rebounds. Ron, are you seeing any? We're having these, Adams just becoming an old school post-up. Back to the basket, hook shotter, and he misses. Clarkson goes one-on-one, driving on Baisley, their rookie. Picked in the 20s this last year by the Thunder, a long, lanky body. And Clarkson misses, and Jordan Clarkson, four of 17 today. Yeah, not a great night for him. Averaging 15 points coming off the bench for the Jazz, and uh, minutes up around 28 minutes a game. Hey, look on the TV set. There's Adam Klauke. Adam Klauke just had a birthday on Tuesday, so let's wish Adam Klauke, the Jazz uh, equipment manager and son of the great voice Steve Klauke, a happy birthday. I heard that the team came together and threw a birthday party for Adam, which was mm-hmm. awfully classy and nice of them. And Adam, you know, to 
Adam, by the way, probably has as big a job as anyone right now in the sense that often Adam on big trips will get one or two guys to help, but with the limited numbers in the bubble, he does not have anyone to help him right now. So glad they threw a little birthday party for Adam and helped him out as Baisley tries to shoot over Rudy Gobert and Gobert blocks the shot. Jazz were in a 2-3 zone on that possession, trailing 92-71. to Mike Conley pulls for three, no good. Loose ball rebound, Royce O'Neal still battling. Gets it saved to O'Neal, kick out to Ingles, cross-court pass to Mitchell, but Scott Foster stopped the play. Clowkey's been with this organization a long time. I think he has to be about 35, 36 years old now. No, well, there's no way that Steve Clowkey's kid is 35 or 36. Oh, right? yeah. There's no chance the kid who you used to go to his Little League games yeah. and support him when he was like 11 and 12, <laughs> and there's no chance that when Steve Clowkey used to have me over for Thanksgiving dinner a few times, his niceness when I was single and living here by myself, that that young little kid would be that old. I mean, that might have been in 1995 or 96 when Klauke had me over for Thanksgiving dinner, but that still does not mean that that can make that kid that was alive in 95 or 96 that old. Well, he was in his teens when he started with the Jazz. So. As a ball boy, right? Yes. Uh -huh. Now the equipment manager. Three ball right side by Royce O'Neal's up and in, and Royce, Jazz trying to find some rhythm here. I think he did it all and graduated from college in the meantime. And U of U grad, I believe. Yeah. His sister beat him to it, to her credit, and the credit of, of Sue and Steve. Uh, his sister was the first member of the family to graduate from college. Kind of a great tribute to the parents that raised their kids and gave them that opportunity. And a lob to Nerlens Noel on the backside puts the Thunder back up by 20 with 7.33 left. Thunder 94, Jazz 74, timeout on the floor. We'll take it as well on the Jazz Radio Network.
the NBA now. The Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks. Hayward steps to his left, dribbles in on Lopez, finds Jalen Brown coming right down the middle. Giannis catches, flies through the air over Jalen Brown and throws it down. The clock will roll down to triple zeros and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics tantalize us about what could be possible six weeks from now in an Eastern Conference Final. The final score, Milwaukee 119, Boston 112. The Dallas Mavericks, the Houston Rockets. Here comes Trey Burke to the top of the arc, pulling up for three hits. Trey Burke is flammable, and that may be understating it right now. Here's free throw, front rim, side rim, no tip up is in! And it's a basket for Robert Covington to tie the game! Missed free throw for Harden, put back for Rocco. Tucker to his left, a Covington straightaway three! It's nothing but nylon! Oh yeah! Robert Covington, the late game hero. That was Matt Thomas having a blast last night as the Rockets stunned the Dallas Mavericks in a game which Ron and I watched together for a while and I proclaimed was over. And Ron, I only twice before, like in the history of the game, had that not been over. So I still hold that it was over. And somehow Houston won it last night. Well, what a tip in that he, I mean, he came from the opposite side up on the free throw baseline and tips it in from the, from the, uh, from the weak side of the, of the floor. Here the Jazz trail at 96-74. Fast break. Royce O'Neal lays it up and in. As the Jazz down by 20 and have been most of the way. Moutier just turned it over. Niang missed a three before that. Gilgis Alexander turned it over. Joe Ingles with the steal. Jazz zoning it right now. Trying to zone, trying things as Schroeder misses the three. Manuel Moutier played 12 minutes tonight. Works himself into a mid-range jumper. Line drive, no good. Tony Bradley, offensive rebound, blocked on the way back up. Gets it again and puts it in. So the Jazz have Moutier, Niang, Bradley, O'Neal, and Ingles on the floor. Donovan already played 32. Conley's played 30. Gobert's played 29. Jazz, they're done for the night, I would assume. Juwan Morgan got two minutes when Bradley got in foul trouble. He might return if Tony gets his sixth foul. Gilgis Alexander, right side three is perfect. Gilgis Alexander's mom was an Olympian. His dad was a basketball player and had him out on the floor playing every single day as a kid with Mikel Alexander Walker, who is his cousin, who now plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Both Canadians. Time out on the floor, 99-78. Those Canadians, Dort's a Canadian from Montreal. There are They are just throughout the league because of the great Vince Carter, who has now officially retired, changed the ath- what athletes in Canada do. Timeout, Jazz down 99-78 on the Jazz Radio Network.
99-78, Jazz down 21. Story coming out of this one might be Chris Paul. He had 18.7 rebounds, seven assists. Ron, he, Chris Paul's problem has been health. And staying healthy, playing 50 some odd game, minutes a game. He just got four months off. Like, if Chris Paul is completely healthy, how good are the Thunder? Boy, and, and if they can limit his minutes to about, what did he play, 27 minutes tonight, that's all this afternoon. I mean, those kind of minutes, anywhere from 20 to 25, 26 minutes a game, that makes them really good. If they can keep him healthy and only playing that, that amount of minutes. Manuel Moutier to the free throw line after drawing a foul. Jazz now have Rajon Tucker and Mia One in the ballgame. Down 99-79. Tonight's defensive play of the game brought to you by Vivint Smart Home. Get a safer, smarter home you can control from anywhere. Vivint Smart Home Home is everything Rudy Gobert's block a few moments ago on Baisley. We'll classify as that. Thunder. Effective field goal percentage at 62%. Jazz did not were not able to put up any resistance tonight. And as Mike Wells said to us, Ron, their guards just were able to get anywhere they wanted to get to. Yeah, that was the biggest problem. Um, they wanted to keep them out of the middle of the floor, just could not do that. From every angle, they were able to get to the middle of the floor, which really became a problem for the Jazz. Fade away on the right baseline by Moutier's no good. Interesting little note I just saw on Twitter, Ron. One of the virtual crowd members tonight is Chris Paul's son watching his dad play. Oh, really? In the crowd through the virtual Thunder home game. Rajon Tucker driving into Bradley, swatted by Noel, who was dominant in the second quarter and picked out by Dort. So it would be the son on the State Farm commercials then. Huh? Oh, it might be. Yeah. Gilgis Alexander driving, fouled by Bradley. If that's the case, that's going to be it. So Tony fouls out, six fouls, 12 minutes today. Nobody's plus minuses are going to look good today. So no need to look at him. Victor Oladipo will play today for the Indiana Pacers. Kind of interesting little note. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for easy home delivery and a fast as one hour or enjoy same day pickup at the store. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. 435 left, Jazz down 102 to 80. Best way to describe this one for you tonight is the last time this game was inside 20. It's gonna take me a little while to find it, but it was a ways back. Niang bumping and backing. Hooks over the rookie Baisley and scores. The Jazz trailed by as many as 29 at the 7-13 mark of the third quarter. 103-82 now. Schroeder rotating over to Dort. He'll take a three and he'll miss. Again, and saved by Noel off of Tucker as the Thunder continue to hustle and hustle and hustle all night long. Last time this game was inside 20 was at 49.50. Excuse me, 59.40 was the last time this game was inside 20 points. 
So that's not a close one. And it was outside 20 prior to that. Last time it was inside 10 was in the first quarter. Mia One driving and missing. 3.48 left. Baisley went to Princeton High School. Gives to Schroeder, cross court, Dort, ball fakes the three, penetrates, kicks it up top, rotation, left side, three ball from Ferguson is no good. Ferguson was one of the first players to go to Australia for a year instead of going to high school. Both he and Baisley did not attend college and then just came straight to the league with the Thunder picking him up. Schroeder, who was acquired for Carmelo Anthony when Atlanta brief stint for Carmelo, kind of like Derrick Rose's stint in Utah. Moutier driving and draws the foul. The thing that's interesting about Moutier, Ron, is as good an athlete as he's thought to be, he really has no lift at all. So on that fast break right there, well, he's going into the guy in the open court and he's got him backpedaling. He absolutely has got to draw that foul because he, he doesn't get up and over somebody. It's interesting there because you're absolutely right. Thinking about that, he does not explode to the basket. He tries to draw fouls off both off of a two-foot jump the majority of the time, um, and that's not very that's not very good. I mean, he just doesn't get up in the air. Last time this game was within ten was 23-15 with 158 in the first. So this one's never been close tonight. And is not now. The Jazz have got it inside 20 for the first time as Moutier scores it with 3.03 left here in the fourth quarter. Dennis Schroeder with a blue headband, bright orange uniforms, jabbing at Juwan Morton, Morgan, excuse me, crosses him over, head fakes, hesitates, gets to the window and scores. Man, the one-on-one -on -one nifty moves these guys have is something else. Here's Tucker. Tucker. Jumps in the lane, throws it away. Yeah, you can see that Morgan just wasn't ready for that. He was thinking rebound, thought Tucker was going to shoot the basketball. Chris Paul. This is an interesting Coaching team. on the sideline. I'm talking about Oklahoma City Thunder. I think they have some very athletic wing players. Um, obviously, their perimeter defense with those wing players are, pretty, are, are, are really, really good. Just wondering how far can they go? Can they beat the Houston Rockets? So uh, we can talk about when we come back. I got a number for you that I keep coming back to that makes me less excited about the Thunder than everyone else. Mm -hmm. I'll share that when we come back. Timeout, 105-84, Thunder by 21 again on the Jazz Radio Network.
105-84, Thunder have put it on the Jazz all night long. And as we went to break, Ron Boone asked the question, how far can the Thunder go? I will give you two numbers that make me wonder if they can go far, Ron. Okay. And, and, and hey, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to end up having to play a team that is either the fifth seed or the third seed or the second, right? I mean, like, they're going to be either, at best, they're fourth or more likely fifth, sixth, or seventh. They're playing a great team. So I think that's the key piece of this conversation is that they have to play one of the better teams in the league. They are 10, after tonight, they are 11 and 19 against above 500 teams. The other thing is their winning has been done at an unusual rate in the clutch. In fact, historically one of the best clutch teams ever. And it, and they're 29 and 13 in close games. That's a great way to live in the regular season. But when you're playing another elite team, you're not going 29 and 13 against the Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, LA Clippers, those caliber of teams in close games because they have all the same things you have. That's why they're in the playoffs with you. So those two numbers worry me about what they can do in a, in a playoff series against one of the better teams in the league. Okay, so to add to that, if... What, what were they coming from behind? I mean, they were down even against the Boston Celtics the game before they played us. Right. They were down 18 and Cr came from behind to win that. Chris Paul's so, unbelievable yeah. late game aspect on that one. So you, you get in, in, in situations like this uh, in the playoffs and you're down 18 in the playoffs. You, you shouldn't be right. able to come back and beat anyone. So we'll see. I mean, as George Niang works one-on-one -on, -one on the left side into a little Nowitzki step back to make it 105-88. On the other end, you know, frankly, if they get us, what they've shown today is they have a physical prowess that's very difficult for us to deal with. Uh, on the other end, I do think that we were dead tonight. Like, I think when you start looking at, you know, some of the statistics on what we usually do as a team compared to what we're doing tonight, I think we were pretty dead. You know, we're three of, you know, our three-point shooting's way off. But... Uh, but the Jazz also have a, from a playoff standpoint, Ron, like, let's flip it around. How concerned are you the Jazz? They've been down 20 all night. I'm pretty concerned. Because the guys that are filling Boyan Bogdanovich's minutes are not playing well. So we have 30 empty minutes a night right now that you can't afford to have playing elite teams. Which means that the consistency that Boyan played with all season long, shooting the basketball, can we get that from anyone I mean, you're coming off the bench. I mean, anyone that's going to fill that role. Well, the Moutier, Niang, Bradley, not Bradley playing those men, but those three guys, I mean, everyone scuffled today, but those three guys are, tonight, tonight they're one of eight from three. That's pretty close to what they were the other night also. Mike Muscala in the game for the first time. The Bucknell Bison. Jazz have an assistant coach, Brian Bailey, who also went to Bucknell. That doesn't happen very often, the two Bucknell Bison are floating around an NBA game. Rajon Tucker drives, puts up a little jumper, and hits. First field goal for Rajon Tucker. 108-91 with 55 seconds left. Right in the opener for the Jazz in the restart, the same crew of bench guys were one, Moutier, Clarkson, and Niang were one of 13 from three. Tonight, Jordan went 2 of 5. Niang went 1 of 7. They are 3 of 13 tonight. 
So those, our bench is four of 26 from three. And those are really the minutes that are replacing Boyan Bogdanovich. Because Royce O'Neal's playing the same amount of minutes as he did before. All of those guys collectively are taking the 31 minutes of a 45% three-point shooter and are four of 26 in two games. That, that's, that makes it hard. Well, Jazz wanted to get up as many threes as possible. They get up 33s, as you just mentioned, for 23%, only making seven. They're not going to win a lot of games by just shooting, I mean, just by just making seven threes. No, and I'll be curious. I'll go back and rewatch all 33s as the Thunder score again with 23 seconds left. One fires and hits a three. It doesn't feel to me that they were, you know, in the first half of the other night against Pelicans, they were forcing threes up, willing to take contested threes. This didn't seem that way to me. They just missed shots or got really bad shots because they couldn't even get into their offense. So tough night. 110-94 is going to be the final. As the Jazz lose to the Thunder, they go to 1-1 one and one in the restart. And from a standing standpoint, the Jazz had a chance to move to third. But instead, we'll go to 42-24. and 24. The Thunder will go to 41-24, and 24, just a half game behind the Jazz, equal with the Rockets. So the Jazz will be in fourth. The Rockets a half game back at five. The Thunder a half game back at six. And maybe the most important number is Dallas will be still three games back for seven. Because without home court, it doesn't truly matter what number you are. And there's a pretty good argument that the team the Jazz don't want to play is the Thunder. Because of the grouping three through six, and even Dallas at seven, the Thunder are the only ones that have physical defense that can do what they did tonight to the Jazz. It would be unlikely if Denver... Houston or Dallas could do that. And if anyone watched Houston and Dallas last night, they would agree with me that there's no chance that either of those could play that kind of defense. Thank you to Ron Boone, who now sprints upstairs to play, to do television. They should get you a golf cart or something so that you could, like, do this fast. Jake Scott and Patrick Kinahan join us as the da Jazz lose at 110-94. Wait, wait, wait. Booner is, Booner is sprinting? Did he do that at halftime too? Because well, I like, was impressed with how fast he got up there. I mean, they have him working. That's wild. They like, get he's that. On, he doesn't get a minute off from an hour before the game to an hour after. Yeah, get that man a cart. Come on. That's I the mean, least we can do. Let's let's make that happen, David. You got some pull around here. There's younger that. guys not working as hard as him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, me for one, because I've just sat in this chair for the last uh, three and a half hours. So. Yeah, you need that little thing on your Apple Watch that tells you to get up and move. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, the, ja the Jazz needed that also. Oh man, what a what a rough one, David. Um, nothing went right tonight. No, I mean, I mean, I think the Thunder caused them some problems. They're physical, you know. They just that's the same way Toronto causes us some problems. They kind of remind me of that Toronto team. Um, I and I'm not using this as an excuse. I do think, and I thought, and, and uh, Austin Horton can um, attest to this. I thought it was a, it's a drum. I thought it was an enormous advantage to having not played going into this game. Both emotional um, fatigue, but also it was really interesting how no team yesterday in the last first two days played any of their players on any minute level other than basically playoff level. Um. So I think guys are going to be, I'll be curious to watch the next game tonight. The Thunder 
Pel uh, the Clipper Pelican game. That's going to be two tired teams. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto doesn't run the Lakers off the court tonight. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. This is all an experiment, uh, right? I mean, you know, a lot of energy in game number one, no doubt about it. But they also just spent four months on the sidelines. And how in shape is everybody, even though they've been working up to all this? It's just, it's just, uh, it, it's really fascinating. Well, I, I think they're probably really close to peak shape. And they're going to be, and I think it's going to be amazing. I just think like right out of the shoot, when you play your first 34-minute game, you're probably not going to be at that level. Well, the the Jazz certainly weren't tonight. I, I I don't know your thoughts on that, PK. What do you what do you think about the restart and all that? Uh, maybe so, but that doesn't explain their crappy game or first half against uh, New Orleans. And the good thing, if that's true, well, then they should have a much better effort against the Lakers then, because they'll both be on the same schedule. So that won't matter. Right. No, I mean they you should be getting better and better. And I don't. And I think the concerning one, PK, would be if you go back and look at the first. 10 games of our season this year we had a bunch of offensive duds yeah. you go look at our first five games out of the all-star break we had a bunch of offensive duds mm -hmm. you know there could be some element to what we do and the way we play needs a level of of rhythm and uh camaraderie is not the right word i don't know what i'm looking for but um flow yeah same type of thing yeah so uh that type of flow and that it takes time to get there and if we you know, if, if it could take us, you know, I guess if it takes us eight games to get there and we can sneak two of them out, two more out, then that's just fine. But, um, you know, it's probably also worth remembering there's not, like, other than avoiding seven, there's not a lot on the line right now. You just got to get, be right in eight, in six games. I think that for me, it was a season of adjustments. You're bringing in two new players, sticking them in the starting lineup. So a season of adjustments, and you had Conley inside and in and out of the lineup with injury and whatnot. And then he starts to play well, and we know what happens. And then Bogdanovich does another thing there, so he gets his surgery and he's done. Now you're asking them to make probably about the fourth or fifth adjustment that they've had to make. And that, to me is where the issue is going to be in terms of flow, in terms of rhythm and consistency, those things you're talking about, and things that are going to need some time on the floor to iron things out. I don't know how it's going to end up in terms of victories, but you're going to need that time to iron some things out because you've had – and this is probably the most significant adjustment you've had to make since the beginning of the season with Bogdanovich out. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to – if, you know – how concerned are you, right? That's the question that's going to come to a lot of people. Like, So here's my, here's my area where I'm concerned. When you looked at the Jazz minutes played prior to break and said that Boyan Bogdanovich was not playing, there wasn't anyone who you could really look at and say, like, well, their minutes are going to go way up, right? Like, Royce was already playing 30. Joe was playing 29. Conley's playing 29. Donovan and Rudy are playing 34. Clarkson was playing like 26, 27. Like you have to fill 31 minutes of Boyan Bogdanovich with guys that are already like there. There isn't like a not, and the 31 minutes that are being filled by Boyan Bog of Boyan Bogdanovich's right now are not being filled very well. In fact, they're being filled very poorly in two games, and that to me is disconcerting because. I, I don't know how I didn't know how when this thing started those were going to be filled and the early answer is they're not going to be filled well. Well, I think they were going to be filled from Niang and Moutier. Niang getting more minutes, 
Moutier getting consistent minutes in terms of there was a few games where he wouldn't play and then he would play and those types of things there. So, yeah, those are those are your two guys probably that I assume that's what you're thinking of as far as those guys because you're on the line as far as the other guys. They're not getting more minutes. They're getting the minutes that they get, and they've already been getting them with or without Bogdanovich. So what are these other guys that are taking on increased roles, what are they doing? Well, there's a reason why they had decreased roles in the beginning. Right. And even Niang, who we all love, has only played two games all right. season over 20 minutes. Yeah, he one was a today. One was a Warrior blowout, and I don't remember what the other was. So he hasn't played a right, like, and I no. think there's a legitimate discussion of whether George Niang, for all the things he does well, I'm not disqualifying him, but Queen uses him very creatively in the right matchups. He's not a player who can just universally be put out on the floor in any matchup against anyone. Like, if he's guarding Paul George, it's a problem, right? right. So he he's getting can't, selective minutes. So he can't play 20-plus minutes. But he's going to have to. Well, that's, that's thus my concern. Yeah. All right, David, we are going to cut you loose. We'll get to some post-game sound coming up here momentarily. Great call today. Uh, I, I keep trying to avoid saying tonight because it, it uh, after I, I was yeah, doing I, I, I'm not sure I even tried. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Okay. All right, there you go. That's uh, David Locke, Patrick Kinahan, and I. We're kick-off post-game show coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network.